Hi guys! Welcome back to Redivine Your Life. In today's episode, I interviewed my mom who is an expert on keeping faith and seeing the light no matter how much we may endure. I hope today's episode will help you to find the light in your darkness. Let's get to it! Hi mom! How's it going? Hey Faith! I am wonderful! Thank you! <laughs> So, I'm glad to have you here today. Thanks for showing up. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? All right. I'm Shelly. I have three beautiful daughters, and they have taught me a lot in my life, as much as any person ever could. I've moved around a lot. I went to school massage therapy down in Georgia. I went to high school in Georgia, was raised pretty much most of my life there. I grew up Southern Baptist and when I went to school for massage, it actually opened my eyes to a lot more spirituality than just one religion. And that's kind of how I raised my kids was off of that belief of taking what you need and leave the rest. That's, that is my whole life's philosophy is you take what you need out of what you learn, help others and grow as you're learning. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a lot in life that you can accomplish. I've been through a lot myself through my almost 50 years (laughs) and love to share with those that may have been through some of the things that I have, or even if you not have not been, you still, there's so much learning to do every day. And when I went to school for massage, the one thing that I got out of that was healing mm-hmm. that put, we are all here for a reason. And mine is to be a healer. And I knew that just when you touch someone, you're moving atoms and you can feel so much. And to me, that's basically you're moving spirit. You're, you're feeling who they are through your hands. And my thing is growing up Southern Baptist, I like to say that's God's hand. Not everyone believes it's God's hand. It can be the creator. It can be whomever you say it is, but there is to myself, there's one greater than me. And that's the way I taught my girls was mm-hmm. it's always someone better, greater, not better necessarily, but greater. And so if, if you, you know, give thanks, give thanks to the creator, the spiritual guides, your ancestors, whoever you believe in, that's where we get our strength. I mm-hmm. believe we live many lives and each life we continue to grow and learn more. And I was actually told that from a Native American lady I met out in South Dakota. She, I walked in and she said, is it okay to shake your hand? And I agreed to let her shake my hand. And she said, it's nice to see you again. And <laughs> she said, the blue eyed healer is a very strong healer. And that really touched me. I mean, it, it, it took me, a while to accept who I am. We all have blue eyes. My mom, my dad, all three of us siblings, we all have blue eyes. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and so it, it really, it, it 
took me to a different place. I, I'm a believer in what I do. I believe that we were all created to be able to heal ourselves. Sometimes we need a little guidance and sometimes it's just a voice or just even listening to these podcasts. I actually listen to myself and I've definitely got a blessing from listening to them because sometimes you forget to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and and these actually help remind you that that is what we're here for is to help each other and to grow and to learn Mm -hmm. and I think that this whole thing that these girls are doing is fantastic (laughs) because we can empower each other and continue to grow by touch by feel by sense I mean when when I went to school for massage, it was something that the only thing I really learned was from the books because the massage itself was already in me. And I had a teacher that actually spoke to me and she said she wanted to bring people in to meet me because she could sense that spirituality in me, the healing. So did you know that you were learning Reiki when you were in massage school? Did it have a name? like? They did say that there we could continue on with that or add that to our program, but we were actually learning Eastern and Western techniques, which is actually was nowhere else to be found to be taught at the time because that was in the 90s, put it that way, <laughs> 1990 something. So, it, yeah, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, we were the first school to incorporate both Eastern and Western techniques. And the our techniques basically in the United States are hands-on mainly. That's what the Swedish massage, that's what you normally get when you go to someone is Swedish, which is hands-on and you're just basically rubbing the knots out. But when I went to school, I didn't even have to touch to put my hand on. I could feel what was there mm-hmm. and that's spirituality. Yeah. That's, doesn't come from book learning. You, you, it's something that's in you mm-hmm. for generations. I mean, it's for, for centuries. Yeah, and it's something that you're born with. I mean, you you're you can grow in that through year. I mean, maybe in your next lifetime, you know, you can yeah. take it and carry it over. You you just mm-hmm. there's so much you can do to help other people, and that's what my whole purpose is is to be a healer yeah. and to help. And I want people to know that that, no matter where you are in life, you can do better, that you can learn. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're 50 years old and you're just wondering what is going on with your life and what purpose you have. We all have a purpose. We all have a reason for being here. You know, our smile, our voice, just, you know, soothing a baby. You, you could sit and look at it and just your voice and your smile can help that baby. You know, it's, I remember so the first time that I was ever around a baby and it was my friend in Wyoming. She had just had her first child. And I remember being terrified of babies my entire life until I met him and he was in his bouncer and I could tell that he was getting really fussy. So I just sat across the room from him and I just started whispering really gently to him and I was clapping my hands and he fell right asleep. And I've never been terrified of baby since then. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's really They can just, feel you. Yeah. yeah, they can feel you. Yeah, babies are so susceptible to, I mean, they're open. 
to everything. And if we could all just learn to be like that now, that's what we all need is to be like a child, is to take and absorb things that are, you know, trying, that are given to us, that we're here to learn. I mean, it would just be like a sponge. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. That's what I say all the time. I have told my girls their whole life is you're never too old to learn, you know, just Mm -hmm. open mind and open heart. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Um, As far as my school goes, though, I I really I learned a lot, not from the books. The only thing I learned from the books is anatomy and physiology, which I mean, that is definitely something I needed to graduate. But as far as the schooling goes, I'm very grateful to my teachers because they taught me who I was mm-hmm. that I just beginning to know and understand you can blossom and grow at any age. So please, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're 18, if you're 22, if you're 30, 40, 50, 75, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Because you definitely have the ability to open like a flower and just mm-hmm. bring it on. In. Yeah. It's never Take too late. And I mean, I was in an accident when I was 16 years old and they told me that I'd never walk again. And when that wreck happened, it was in November and it was late seven o'clock at night. So it was dark and I was almost home. I had to make a left-hand turn. My house was two houses down. My best friend, Christy was in the seat beside me and hers was the very first house before I made that turn. A guy came up behind and thought he could pass around and saw headlights and slammed me right into the driver's side and down the road. During that time, uh, she got out and walked down to her house to get her dad. You know, we didn't know what to do. I said, you know, call an ambulance. And my sister was in the back seat and she was crying and she was terrified. I mean, I could see she was just absolutely terrified. And I asked her if she was okay. And she's like, no, are you okay? She's like, your head just bounced all over the place. And she was, and I said, is there anything wrong with you? Can you get out? Are you able to move? And she's like, I'm okay. I couldn't get out because my door was jammed shut. And during this time that my friend went to get her dad, a guy came in my car and sat down beside me. And at that moment, my head just started hurting so bad. And all I wanted to do is put my hands on my neck and just grab a hold of my neck. And he put his hand on me and he said, don't touch your neck. Don't touch your neck. You know, and I said, well, who are you? Or, you know, are you from this group of cars that's now lined up about a mile back behind me up the hill? And, and he said, no, I'm not from around here. And I was like, well, that's strange. You know, <laughs> this guy sitting here talking to me and saying he's not from around here, not from one of these cars. And and then I picked my hand back up and was trying to put it on my forehead. And he said, no, Shelly, don't touch yourself. I was like, how do you know my name? And he's like, just don't worry about me. He said, just don't touch your neck. Don't touch yourself. You know, just just wait. The ambulance is on the way. It'll be here soon. And he just kept talking to me. And he such a nice, sweet voice. Just looked like anybody else you'd, you'd see on, on the road. I mean, just you could never, ever pick him out from a crowd. And next thing I know, my friend's dad was there basically ripping the door off of my car. So I wanted to introduce them to him. And I said, oh, my gosh, you know, I said, there's this guy that's been sitting here talking to me this whole whole time. I said, I want you to meet him. I said, he's been right here telling me, you know, making sure that I don't touch my neck. And I turned around to introduce him and he was gone. 
Nobody saw him get in my car. Nobody mm. saw him leave. And, yeah. And, and I will always say that was definitely one of my guardian angels. It was. Because there's no other. Yeah. He, he was watching over me and knew that I needed him there because when the ambulance came and got me and put me in the gurney in, in the ambulance, they told me if I would have touched my neck, I would have died. Wow. That's that I would have never made it because my neck head went back and forth so many times from that guy hitting me so hard. He was going 72 mile an hour when he hit me. Wow. If it wasn't for me wearing my seatbelt, I would have never made it out of that, but wow. it all hit right in the driver's side. So thank heavens, my sister and, and my best friend were okay. Yeah. Thank but, God uh, for guardian angels. Definitely. That's I mean, incredible. it's, I definitely am a believer. I mean, it's, not the first time that uh, something like that's happened. I had a, a another guy that actually I was driving down the road and he it was about 100 degrees, you know, down in Georgia, 100, 103 degrees. Mm -hmm. And he was just sweating and hitchhiking. And I never, ever pick up a hitchhiker. And I thought I said, OK, you know, God, if I'm supposed to pick this guy up, let my doors be un unlocked and my doors are never unlocked. Sure enough, my doors were all unlocked. And so I pulled over. And I picked him up and I said, where are you going? And he, you know, told me where he was heading. And he kept telling me the whole way. He's like, you're an angel. You're an angel. And I was like, oh, no, I'm no angel. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that. I said, but, you know, you, I said, there's no way you could walk to this where I was taking him to gas station down in the middle of town. And it was like 10 miles away. And I mean, he would have never made it, but he just kept telling me the whole way through, you're an angel, you're an angel. And I just dropped him off. And, you know, that's, you know, and stuff like that happens to people all the time. And, mm -hmm. and it's, dude, we are watched over by, mm -hmm. if you want, you know, your spirits, your, your guides, your guardians, whoever you want to call them. I call them angels. So that's just the way I believe is, you know, we all have a superior, someone out there watching out for us, making sure we're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I, in my lifetime, I've definitely been down some hard roads and mm -hmm. through a lot and very grateful and thankful for what I do have. But I'm telling you, we can all do better. We can all give and help each other. It's just the willingness and the open-mindedness to do it mm -hmm. because like I said, my kids have brought me through so much. I have went through a divorce and was with my ex-husband for 20 years. And I didn't think I was going to make it through. Mm -hmm. It was unexpected and I didn't know how to even get out of bed. Mm -hmm. But having my girls there and knowing that they would help me just by calling, just by talking, just by being there, not necessarily doing anything, but having the love that I had given to them and they were giving back to me. I, I can't even begin to say how much that meant and how strong that made me as a mom and as an individual yeah. to go on and know life can be better. Yeah. So me I, I i mean if anybody needs a friend i definitely am a friend so <laughs> I, i've lived through a lot i mean there's i've gone through a lot of uh 
different surgeries and uh, a lot of medical issues. Oh, and you know what? You know what would be a good story to tell them? What's that? When I was a kid and we lived at Grandma Lou's house, when I told you that I knew that you were dying. Yeah, and it was actually a tubal ligation, and I, it actually burst in my stomach, and Faith was right. it uh, I should have died, but I definitely had somebody looking out for me then, too. I went in the, the hospital, and I told them, I said, something's not right, and they said that uh, I had an ectopic pregnancy that burst, and they said there have been no records of anyone surviving one that actually has burst and not been in the hospital. They said, you die. There's, there's just, you don't make it. Mm -hmm. And they said, my body actually wrapped itself around that and was protecting me. So I didn't die Yeah. because we are all here for a reason. My reason's not over yet. I still have a lot of giving to do. I am yeah. grateful on that more than I could have even say that I am still here and still have things to accomplish. So never give up yeah. because there's something that needs to be done. Yeah. I and was like help. nine years old when that happened. I barely even remember that happening at all. All I remember from my perspective was just me being so worried about you and knowing that something was not right at nine years old, had no idea. I just knew that my mom was going through it and she needed help. Yeah. And that was, I'll never forget when you came up and told me, you know, that mom, you're going to die. You know, something's, something's wrong. You're going to die. And I mean, I honestly didn't know it was that bad. I had no idea that mm -hmm. it was that bad. Yeah. But yeah, your encouragement helped me to go to the hospital. So thank heavens I say for that. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. There's definitely been a lot that uh, we can all tell stories and write about and I encourage you to share your story because somebody out there needs to hear it. Always. No matter where you're at in life. I mean, there's there's somebody that needs to hear your story. So yeah. never be afraid to tell your story. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just telling your story alone, no matter what it is. We all have our own story. But that doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going through something similar, if not the same thing. Absolutely. Just know that you're not alone. And if you need a friend. You can always look us up. I mean, that's <laughs> one thing. I mean, I, I'll be there for anyone. I would give my last dime to help a stranger. I mean, I, there was one time we went out to eat dinner and there was a lady that just, we stopped by McDonald's and she was buying herself just a cheeseburger and she was elderly and you could tell that she was in need. And I asked the, after the lady walked away, I said, can I please buy her a gift card? And she said, yeah, go ahead. And I said, you know, so I bought her the gift card and I said, well, I want you to give it to her because I didn't want her, you know, to feel like I felt pity for her, but I, I didn't feel pity for her. I just wanted to do something for somebody that needed it. Yeah. And I wanted them to give it to her, but they said, no, I needed to go give it to her. So I went and handed it to her and she was so grateful. And that right there is what we're here for, mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, just to help if we can, you know, I know sometimes we're on the receiving end and it's hard to receive as well. Believe me, I, I've been there too. My kids have always been blessed with gifts at Christmas when I didn't think I would have a dime 
or a dollar to even buy anything. And Santa Claus shows up on the porch with a tree and all these gifts. And it's absolutely amazing. We have guardians all over the place. We have people that care. So never, ever think there's anyone out there that doesn't. Do you want to talk about what happened in the in our recent years with uh, the fire and how you got through that? Well, it was definitely one of another tragedy that uh, happened in my life. It was not this summer, but the summer before. Um, I was out of the town. We were visiting some old friends for a get together out of state. And on our way back through in Tennessee, I got a phone call that my house was engulfed in flame. I had five dogs. My daughter, who was pregnant at the time, and her fiance at the time, which they're now married, and I couldn't get a hold of them. I called everyone that I could think of. So I had no idea. I was in Tennessee and I live in Missouri. I was over five hours away and had no idea if my daughter was in the house while it was inflamed. And I called everyone and I called Faith. I called my mom. I called his mom. And finally, I think Faith, was it you yeah. that got a hold? Yeah, her? after yeah. about three hours of nothing but constantly on repeat, call again, call again, call again. After about three hours, I had finally gotten a hold of her. Yes. And uh, normally she takes one of her dogs with her or two. And this time she didn't take any. She was and at the beach. Yeah. But thank everything in the whole wide world. Thank the creator. She wasn't at home. That was definitely a time that I didn't think I was going to make through. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's so much generosity and goodness from the town that we lived in. When we got back, they had a hotel room set up for us to stay in. And they put together a lot of donations with the local community and gave clothing to us so we would have something to wear. We ended up losing our five dogs, but we didn't lose my daughter and grandchild and son-in-law. So grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And my sister put together a, a page and uh, had all kinds of things down, in, down home in Georgia and we had a U-Haul truck full of stuff, furniture that we brought back for us. And what a blessing out of a tragedy. I mean, mm -hmm. so there are, even at your worst times, always look up because the sun is shining no matter what. Even if the, there's clouds and it's raining, you know what? There's a bright light up there that says, hey, you know what? You've got people. You've got someone here that cares no matter where it comes from it doesn't even have, I mean I didn't know these people in this town I mean you know Missouri I'm not from Missouri so I I really didn't know that many people but I worked in their town and I knew some of them from that and they were the most giving little community that just put everything 
they had into helping our little family so that we had a place to lay our head, clothes on our back, and food to eat. And I'm telling you, never think there's anyone out there that doesn't care because there are people everywhere that you never expect that care. So I am beyond grateful, beyond the tragedy. I mean, it's amazing to me that there are such good hearts out there. And it's hard. Like I said, I've been on that end of the receiving side, and it's so hard to accept it. I mean, I don't know how to even explain it unless you've been there. It is a blessing, and it's also just so hard to accept. But but you very, will very you will recover from anything and everything. Yes, no matter what tragedies that may come, there is always goodness somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something that changed my life a few years ago was I had heard someone say good things happen to good people. And ever since then, it kind of shifted my perspective a little bit. And I was like, why are all these bad things happening to me? And then I realized it was because I wasn't good inside. And then after I started changing myself and I realized all these good things were happening and that I had so much support from people when I needed it. And it just really opened up my eyes to that. And in my eyes, you're a good person. <laughs> Thank you, babe. So even though you've I'm been through so much, you still always have people that love you and support you and show up for you and are there for you no matter what. And that's wonderful. Yes, I do. Thank and you. if anybody out there needs somebody to talk to, feel free and come find us. You can find me. You can find Julia. You can even find my mom if you'd like to. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. My mom. Any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, growing up, everyone always called her mom. I was the kid that had 15 friends over at a time, and everyone called my mom Mama Shelley. <laughs> Definitely. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mom, for coming on here and being brave enough to share your story with everyone and let everyone know that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, and no matter what you go through, everything is going to be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you ever need anything, don't ever hesitate to ask because there's people out there that care and are willing to listen. Mm -hmm. I mean, because sometimes that's all you need is somebody there to listen. It's the first part is has to start from inside. You've got to open those vocal cords and let it out mm -hmm. because you, you could let it suffocate you. Silence is suffocating. Yeah. So let those words out. Let them out. That's one thing I tell my girls. It's like, you know, you can sit there and cry and cry, but until you speak words, you know, you got to let it, let it be known what's wrong. What is wrong? Okay. Take a breath. What's mm -hmm. wrong? Yeah. Speak. Let those words out. Yeah. So definitely. Thank you for having me, Faith. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Yes. Oh, I appreciate you as well. And thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. I'll talk to you later. All right.